All right, everybody. Good evening, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week four is in the books. Uh, on to week five, and uh, Wiz and I get ready to prepare. And um, yeah, there's definitely a little bit more preparation going on now. Bye weeks are starting to come into focus, and uh, the injury bug has uh, started to bite more. And I think Wiz, uh, you know, something we talked about, uh, you know, before the season. Uh, you know, look at what's happening at running back this year. Um, I think. Um, I think maybe drafts are going to look a little bit different next year in terms of how people uh, approach running backs. That's number one. And secondly, you know, on, on, on players that are just stuck in situations right now, it could be because of the way the team is playing. I, I look at guys like McCaffrey and, and DJ Moore being held back by the lousy play of Baker Mayfield. And then you have all these offensive lines around the league, including the Rams last night, which was a not a good performance by that offensive line once again. So, lots to be talked about, Wiz. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, you know, some key injuries. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, may have avoided a long-term injury, but Javante Williams did not. Cordaro Patterson put on injured, injured reserve. He's going to miss four weeks. So, we're trying to parse through, you know, which of these guys, if any of them, all worth, um, you know, a lot of your free agent um, money as we, uh, you know, look to look at these next few weeks. Yeah, and I, I got to say, Wiz, first of all, uh, obviously we have Thursday night football this week, and it just so happens that the Colts are playing Thursday. There's, there's, there should be no way in hell that the Colts should be – I know they're in a situation where uh, they're going the wrong way as a team, aside from that win against Kansas City, 1-2-1, and one, uh, probably a must – Win for for both for both the Broncos uh, and, and the and the Colts at this point in time. But you know, again, coming off that Sunday, you've got an injury. We don't know the nature of the ankle. There just should be no reason why Jonathan Taylor should be on the field on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I would agree. Their season oh, uh, may not last that many many weeks longer if they continue to lose. They're off to a a slow start, one two and one. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna play. I mean, it's tough to guess on Tuesday, but um, you know, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens. All right. So let's uh, let's get into uh, you know in terms of and and, and just let's, before we get into pickups and and what we're looking at. Do you agree? Like some of these situations, I think we talked a little bit about. But you know, at this point in time, is Christian McCaffrey? If 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 somebody wants to bet low on Christian McCaffrey, is that something that you actually have to entertain at this point in time? Because you know, I, I I'm I don't mean to be bringing up the Panthers explicitly, but you know, the fact of the matter is that offense is as dysfunctional as any offense in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's you know, it's tough to put an excuse and say, well. When this happens, it's going to change and it's going to get a lot better. I, I don't know. Uh, for some of these teams, I, I just don't see it because um, if you look at Carolina's situation in particular, they're in a real bad spot. Their their number two quarterback is on injured reserve, and it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. And unfortunately, Matt Corral, who they um, drafted, is out for the year. So. It's if you have McCaffrey, and more importantly, if you have DJ Moore, that look, that is looking ugly in uh, his target share and his catches and 
all his yards is just not going to, you know, um, get much better. And it's certainly not going to be anything close to what he's done over these last few years. Yep. No question about it. All right. So, and, and, and a player that has performed at, at a very high level over the last few years, but it's, it's not working out so far. I, I keep, every time I turn around, Baker Makefield's throwing the ball into his offensive lineman. Uh, it's not it's not a good look down in Carolina right now. So, all right. So quarterbacks, uh, you know, in terms of waiver wire, like, I, I would say this was like you know we we correctly talked about the Kenny Pickett era starting sooner. I think I was encouraged by the fact that he showed good mobility, got in the end zone. Two of those interceptions, I don't really pin on him. Uh, you know, they were kind of hail mary type throws, so I don't think it's fair. Otherwise, he you know three his only three incompletions were the interceptions. He was ten for thirteen, uh, got himself in the end zone on a couple of rushes. Um, I would say by now, I, I, don't, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but first off, Geno Smith is outscoring Russell Wilson by a long margin in fantasy, and he's provided consistency that make you know, guys that we thought would potentially be less, a lot less relevant in fantasy this year in, in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. But Smith is playing well. He's on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, I don't know when two is coming back, so Teddy Bridgewater has to be a prime pickup out there. Um, I would say equally, Wiz, I'm not sure what is going to be happening with Jameis Winston going forward. Um, so those are kind of the players on my radar. I, I'm, I'm not sure I trust anything that's going on in New England right now with the offense. And while Bailey Zapp, uh, held up okay in Green Bay on Sunday. Uh, doesn't it's 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 a it's a challenging situation for that player. Yeah, and of all those guys you mentioned, um, and I I don't know if you mentioned Zach Wilson, but I will. Uh, if you didn't, um, out of all those guys, those are the two guys. I mean, uh, it just it, you know, Geno Smith has those two elite receivers he's throwing to, and that offense looks wide open. Their defense isn't great, so it looks like they're going to be in a lot of high-scoring games. Zach Wilson looked really good. That fourth quarter was impressive. Maybe something has clicked uh, with him, and they, they have some terrific skill position players on, on the Jets' offense. So uh, Geno Smith, is if he's available, um, Teddy Bridgewater, I just don't know what this Tua thing is. I wouldn't be shocked if he was back in three weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if they just wanted to sit him out the rest of the year. I think any of those outcomes can possibly be happen. You know, happen. You know, you just you just don't know what these tests are going to show and all of this stuff. So uh, to me, the safest one is Geno Smith, and then kind of like Bridgewater and uh, and Zach Wilson after that. All right, and uh, moving on to running back, Wiz, uh, you, know, you mentioned the injuries to Patterson and Javante Williams. Uh, Latavius Murray has been signed off the practice squad from the Saints. So he actually looked pretty good on Sunday in London. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on how you think that backfield's going to look. Obviously, Mike Boone is there. Uh, Melvin Gordon is there as well, but he's played awful so far this year with a number of turnovers. So... Uh, that's a situation that uh, I don't know what it looks like. And I kind of know what it looks like in the, in the, in the next week or two. I'm not sure what it looks like in a month um, with Patterson. You mentioned four weeks out. So probably some combination of, of uh, Algier and, and Huntley in that regard. Um, again, Naheem Hines if, uh, and Philip Lindsay would be speculative ads. If Jonathan Taylor to miss extensive time, Hines is probably on most rosters. Uh, the two guys I'm also intrigued with Brian Robinson is off the injured list for, for Washington. I don't think he should be uh, on, 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 uh, on, on people's, uh, waiver wires right now, especially that the, 
snap count for Antonio Gibson went down a lot this past week. Raheem Mostert is dominating touches for the Miami Dolphins. And the, the last guy I would add is, is what we saw Sunday night from Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White is, is very interesting. Um, the way he was used, uh, if they're going to use him in kind of the way the Patriots used that James White, where they're going to use him in any game where they're trailing, which seemed to be the case, he looked like a different player. Aside from that opening kickoff fumble, he looked confident, and Brady had confidence in him. Um, I think if he's available and you have Leonard Fournette, he's somebody that you really have to make a concerted effort to try and get. Passing through these situations with the Falcons and Broncos, I think these are really going to be brain busters. Um, I think Melvin Gordon is going to lead the way. Uh, with that said, Murray looked good. Mike Boone brings a different element to it. So I think they're going to probably uh, take away value from each other. As you mentioned, Huntley and Algier, the rookie, um, for the Falcons, Avery Williams is there is, is still so, and and Patterson looks like he's going to be back um, in four weeks. So none of these guys would I say use up a chunk of your move money. Except I may be tempted to do that on Brian Robinson if he's available. Um, I just think like they they're going to they're going to want to give him a chance. So. Um, if, if, if he's available in your league, um, I think, you know, he's worth a chance. Um, and I think Miami's going to have a little bit of a different offense with Bridgewater. I think Mostert becomes more valuable uh, with Bridgewater as quarterback. Um, so th- that's that's my view on those running backs. I'm going to say one other thing about the Colt situation. I think people are mistaken if they think Naheem Hines is going to be the workhorse uh, in a league – that um, I have Jonathan Taylor and I protected Jonathan Taylor. I drafted Deion Jackson on draft day, and I believe if, if, if Jonathan Taylor misses the game that you'll see Deion Jackson. And uh, he's an interesting player from Duke, and I think he's going to play well if Jonathan Taylor misses the game. Okay. All right. Sounds, so, sounds like a game plan. How about at receiver, Wiz? What's your, uh, what, what, what are you looking at there? Yeah, I think receiver. Uh, I think I think the the number one guy that people are gonna go after if he's available in the leagues is George Pickens. Um, I just think he's kind of jumped off the charts and he's playing well. And he, you know that that spectacular catch he had against the Browns, and then he had another good, good you know a terrific game against the Jets. Um, I, I think he was six for a hundred yep. uh, against the Jets um, this past weekend. So George Pickens um, is is somebody that is interesting. Um, I think Matt Collins is going to lose his value because I think that Hunter Renfro is going to be back this week. And then the player that I know you picked up um, in at least one league, I'm not sure, maybe more, Josh Reynolds. Um, that receiving core looks banged up. And you have to remember that Jared Goff has a, a lot of familiarity with Jared, with uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, going back to their days with the Rams, has a lot of confidence in him. So um, Pickens and Josh Reynolds seem to me the two guys that most interesting if they're available at wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. First of all, Claypool also looks horrendous. Um, he looks lost in the offense. You know, we've questioned his... 
you know, decision making as well. And he, you know, he caused, he clearly caused one of those fumbles. He has not played well. I, I, I will say one other situation that I am watching closely because I think he looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Um, Midfoot injuries are never good. And Rashad Bateman looks like he got one of those in this past week. I don't think Duvernay is available in a lot of leagues based on his kind of start to the season, but I think you kind of want to monitor that situation. Um, I'd say the other guy, um, it, it looks like Rondell Moore, you know, at some point in time will we'll move to the slot, especially when DeAndre Hopkins is back because he was playing outside this past week, Wiz, and, and Dorch was actually in the slot. Uh, but Rondell Moore made his first game back and, you know, perhaps a player that down the road has a little bit more value than he has exactly right now. Uh, and I guess the last guy I'd mention, because um, I own Isaiah McKenzie in a couple of leagues, uh, Jamison Crowder is gone. He broke his ankle. Uh, but Khalil Shakir, uh, if if Isaiah McKenzie would not be able to come back from this uh, concussion for a couple of weeks, uh, has some intrigue to me, Wiz. Yeah, you always have to look at that, um, but you know I, they have still ahead of him on the ahead of those guys on the depth chart, Gabriel Davis, and of course uh, Diggs and and, um, and Dawson Knox as well um, is going to be involved in the offense. But yeah, I mean if you if you if you're starting or getting a lot of snaps in that Buffalo Bill offense, it's obviously uh, something you want to take a look at. All right, and how about a tight end was. Tight end, I mean, I'm going to say because of the injury uh, in the offseason and he wasn't really talked about, maybe Tanyan's available, and I think he'll become more prominent in that offense. And I'll tell you, I watched, you know, these Bengal games, and Hayden Hurst is part of their offense. Uh, and, and a lot of times he's the check down guy, but these defenses are, are playing a lot of times very soft and very – that two-shell defense against Cincinnati, and Hayden Hurst is very much involved, and Tyler Conklin really should be uh, in, should be rostered by somebody in a 12-team league. So um, Conklin, but he should be rostered, and Robert Tanyan's probably a guy that's not going to be available on the waiver wires much longer, and uh, Hayden Hurst is, is part of that offense. Yeah, and I don't disagree with anything. I'll tell you, what, there are two other guys I have my eyes on, one of which I picked up last week. He had a good start to the game, but once Daniel Jones went down, that was the end of uh, uh, what we would call a, uh, a proper offense for the Giants, given that uh, Saquon Barkley was playing Wildcat quarterback uh, for, for a lot of that game. But um, Daniel Bellinger has become, especially with the injuries, and, and maybe it changes a little bit when Wondell Robinson and, and Kadarius Toney are able to get on the field. But I'm intrigued by Bellinger. He's definitely the chief uh, receiving option at tight end for the Giants. And the other guy who's not going away with touchdowns in three or four weeks now. He's definitely running more routes and is on the field more than any other tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. And that's my boy, Will Disley. Yeah, the, the, the Seahawks really getting getting the tight ends uh, in, involved. And I, I'll give even one name, even in a little uh, in deeper leagues, is I'm just intrigued by, um, especially especially if there's an issue with Cameron Brait, this Kate Otten uh, from, from Washington University. He could just be one of these guys that, can really flourish in that Tampa Bay offense with Brady. I'm keeping my eye on him, and in deep leagues, if you see Cameron Braid missing the game, um, 
he's somebody that I do not mind playing, especially in a, a DraftKings uh, type situation. I think it could be very interesting. Uh, by the way, Wiz, we, we should pat ourselves in the back. DraftKings type of situation. We called Geno Smith this past week, and that were <laughs> if you had Geno Smith in a lineup, I actually combined him in one of, in one of them with DK Metcalf. I, I made a little bit of money. Uh, it is hard to win in those things, but you know, that's what you're trying to do, right? Trying to, trying to break the slate. And, uh, and that was a player that definitely was a, was a high payout player, especially because he probably didn't have very high ownership. Yeah. And I faded a tight end, George Kittle. I think he was like one for 20 and, uh, my tight end to play with TJ Hawkinson (laughs) went absolutely wild. And, uh, and we'll get to the betting show, but, uh, it was a big week, uh, as far as, uh, the betting and the and the prop bets as, as well. Yeah, so a good uh, week. We'll, good, we'll definitely... Yeah, definitely a good week this week. Very very solid week. All right, Wiz. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, no. That, yeah, that, that's really it. Tight ends. Uh, I think that's you know the kind of uh, that's kind of it in terms of um, uh, waiver wires. Uh, you have to see how it plays out. But uh, just recapping, it, it just feels like you know Melvin Gordon uh, for Denver. The other two guys are going to be mixed in there, Boone and Murray, um, the Atlanta Falcon one as well. So unless you're going for Brian Robinson, it's not anyone I don't think to break the bank in terms of your free agent money. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. All right, Wiz, have a good night. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. I hope we're helping everybody out to start the season, and uh, we'll talk again on Thursday. Be well, everybody.